Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner and I use they, them pronouns. And today, uh, what? it's viewer's choice. So, here we go, here we go. <laughs> something, something, spies, and something, something, clothes. It's a very good theme song that I can't remember any words to. Yeah. But, like, the beat, it's, like, so good. Anyway, we're doing Totally Spies. Yay! Everyone's favorite early 2000s girls spy show. That's basically Charlie's Angels. For kids! For kids, yeah! You know, just the other day, I was thinking about how we can't really do a Charlie's Angels reboot because the Charlie's Angels reboot is coming out this year. Yeah. So, Totally Spies! Yay! So yeah, I spent the past few days watching old uh, episodes, and season one is extremely episodic. (laughs) And like in episode four, they introduced time travel and a major energy weapon, and I don't think it's ever addressed ever again. All right. Yeah. So, um... (laughs) There's there's some stuff that we gotta address... Like, not in problematic stuff. It's more like, wait, there was all this narrative stuff going on, but, like, you never really... Or stuff that could have been used in a narrative, but you never really capitalized on it. I remember none ongoing plot. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't an an ongoing plot. But there's, like, some stuff that... There's characters and plots, well, episode plots, that we could turn into something more along the lines of, like... Teen Titans from back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Stylistically, they are similar. They both had that uh, early 2000s anime influence going on. Yeah. Yeah, the anime style did kind of lessen as the seasons went on, but otherwise, like, they kept a, um, a bit of the usual stuff that you would see in your average anime. And actually way more, you know, less stiff looking than a lot of modern anime is. I'm sorry, but I find all of the standing around and talking in a lot of current anime to be really boring. Current anime? Man, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Dragon Ball Z <laughs> invented that! At least they were stylistically interesting to look at. It Today it's like, boring dude and over-designed girls. Why can't the dudes be over-designed? Why can't they be have hair that looks like it's exploding out of another dimension? <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the premise of this show. The premise of this show, once upon a time, there were three very special little girls. <laughs> Sam, Alex, and Clover from Beverly Hills High. <laughs> Who grew up to be ver- three very special teenagers. Because they were spies with an organization called WHOOP. The WHOOP! <laughs> the World Organization of Human Protection. <laughs> Got a foresaid acronym somehow. It's not even that good of an acronym. Like, they should have... I hope they called Jerry out on it at some point, because if not, they have to do that in hours. Yes. I don't remember if they ever did call Jerry out. Um, also, it's Jerry's creation. Jerry is our version... Is uh, this show's version of Charlie from Charlie's Angels. But we actually he's get to see him. He's this version of Charlie, but he's also kind of this version of Nick Fury. And yeah. also, somehow, this version of um Alfred. Yeah! <laughs> 
because like <laughs> he's like Charlie in that he's recruited three young women to help save the world from bad guys. He's also Nick Fury because he runs an intelligence organization that may or may not be part of the government. It's weird. And he's like Alfred because of all the gadgets. And he looks like and he's British and he looks like a butler. Yeah. Also, apparently for a little bit, they had a robot assistant named Gladys. Yeah. But she was written out because she was unpopular with the fans. Yeah. Sounds like there was a whole letter writing campaign about it. Sounds like it. Or early email. Anyway, this is also like a co-French Canadian project, apparently. I did not know that. Yeah, the like, same studio it... who does stuff like Martin Mystery and whatnot. Yeah. Well, given its ties to Martin Mystery, I thought it was like another Italian comic, but it wasn't. It was like created whole cloth, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, it's super easy premise to understand. And as you said, it is extremely episodic. There wasn't really any sort of overarching plot. The biggest change that they ever made to the characters was that they graduated high school and went to university. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what Sam was doing, but Clover was in, like, um, fashion design, which will become clear very... Clover is basically Elle Woods if she became a spy instead of a lawyer. Yeah, and... Right down to the 4.0 GPA in fashion merchandising. Yeah, basically. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the characters. So, we've got three main protagonists. Sam, Alex, and Clover. They follow the blonde brunette redhead trope. Sam is the brains of the group. She's the redhead. She's in the green cat suit. She's the most intellectual and practical of the group. She pursues, okay, a journalism major in university. Good on her. Really, a journalism major? Because she was like the scientist. Yeah. Hmm. You'd think she'd go into engineering or biochemistry or something. Yeah. Well, we're going to change that. Yeah. Put a pen in that one. Uh, Clover. Uh, she has medium blonde hair, blue eyes, and a red cat suit. I don't know why they call it medium blonde because it's more of a bob. Anyway, she is a shopping addict. Boy crazy and a teenage fashionista, and she pursues a fashion design major when she and her friends start college. And She's then also Al the muscle. Yeah, and then Alex is uh, has uh, short black hair, tan skin, uh, light brown eyes, and wears a yellow cat suit. Um, Alex is. Yeah, I'd say Alex has more of a bob than Clover does. Yeah. Anyway, Clover's hair is closer than some styles than you've had. <sighs> anyway, that's not a dig. That's not a dig. Okay, okay. Anyway, Alex is the most naive and innocent of the group, and she is also interested in sports and athletics. She pursues a veterinarian major in university. Which, cool! See, it's funny how they talk about Alex being the childish one, because I usually remember Clover being the childish one, and Alex having to kind of <laughs> handle her. <laughs> I think it was more Alex is, like, the sweet one, and Clover is, well, Elwood's. Yeah. Also, I get the feeling that this... That the TV tropes articles were written by guys who were watching this instead of girls? Yeah. <sighs> According to Wikipedia, it says kind of the same thing. It says she's the tomboy, the glue that holds this friendship together, affectionate, likes to express her feelings, uh, likes animals, and acts childish compared to the other two. Yeah, like, Alex could best be described as this team's Makoto. And Sam is the Amy. Yeah. But she's also the, usually defaults to the leadership position. Mm-hmm. Probably because she is the most practical of the three. And then... Yes. And then the other two basically constantly rip her for it. Yeah. And then 
Clover is the one who she's Daphne. She gets captured. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode of Tully Spies I ever saw was the one where she got turned into a cat girl. <laughs> Yes, that did happen. They had a Cruella Deville like villain for that episode. Yeah, it was. She used bioengineering to turn people into uh, anthropomorphic animals. The idea being that then she could skin them and sell fur coats without a seam on them. Yeah. O- okay, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, surprisingly dark. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, there are times with the show that I'm like, whoa, that went weird. Um, there is also one where they fought Ant-Man. Yeah, basically. Uh, there was one where they fought, I think it was some chick who was trying to sell, like, her SPF 5000 sunscreen by intensifying the sun's, uh, light. <laughs> <laughs> There was a guy who was trying to break off a an ice shelf in Antarctica so that he could surf the largest wave ever. If if I may quote um a famous uh, web slinger, this is beginning to sound like a bad conch book plot. <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah, while they were in high school they had a rival named Mandy who was like the most annoying person out there and she always wore purple so i think everyone was like okay when's mandy gonna join the spies she did for an episode but then she didn't like it and left (laughs) if anything mandy was like bulk and skull put into one person mandy was a like season one cordelia from buffy (laughs) she's not evil she's just obnoxious yeah there was strangely like a lot of stuff going on, but not a lot of stuff going on because they never explained shit. <laughs> I mean, they explained the the villains' motivations, but we have no idea how these how Sam, Alex, and Clover were recruited into Whoop into Whoop. Yeah, I was trying to figure out was there ever an origin story? I no. don't remember. I was scouring recaps and I can't find one. Mm. And apparently the organization's been around long enough that they could have, like, a couple veteran spies and all that. So, here's the thing. We're probably going to have to do a multi-part introduction episode. So, are we rebooting this as a TV show? Yeah. Is it still animated? Yes. Okay. Why not? See, it... It's interesting you say that because I was looking at the like the TV Trospadians Wikipedia pages. They already had a revival in 2013. Hmm. They got an extra season after their grand finale. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I feel like if we did this as an animated reboot, we'd have to change a lot. Yeah. We might want to make this live action or do something completely different. Well, that's why I'm like, hey, let's have an overarching plot. What if we did a Totally Spies, you're saying that you were surprised it wasn't based off of an Italian comic book. What if we just made a comic book for it? Okay, yeah. Because that also gives us- Call up IDW. Yeah. (laughs) I already have to call them about a small soldier's comic, so. (laughs) Oh, and and by the way, uh, Totally Spies, too. (laughs) Goodbye. Click. Also, it looks like the entire series is available on YouTube. Yeah. So, 
multi-part introduction to the characters and how they fucking got recruited into whoop it's so like each issue is like a spotlight for one of the girls yeah what if jerry tried to recruit mandy and then decided not to yeah after he got a better look at her life yeah she is she's gonna be a villain if if i thrusted this on her and let's say he does this like okay Maybe they don't know each other before high school. They all went to different, like, feeder schools for Beverly Hills High. Okay. And basically, when they get recruited is also when they meet each other in high school. Like, maybe they're recruited separately, and then freshman year starts, and they run into each other at in, like, English class. And they're like, oh my god, I know you! <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it starts at a summer camp. That's being used as a cover for uh, possible recruitment. That was the plot of Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> I'm not saying no. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that Agent Cody Banks has Cody Banks's backstory as the summer camp you went to was secretly a training ground for junior FBI agents or CIA secret agents. We'll do it better. <laughs> we'll do it comic book weird style. Anyway, the big point is we have to have some sort of origin for for this. Uh, Whoop's origin can be a bit more of a mystery until a bit later. Because, you know, some questions don't have to be answered right away. <laughs> um, so I'm just, I'm looking at some other TV show stuff. Did you know who their, uh, their version of Hydra essentially is? Lemos. The, the League Aiming to Menace and Overthrow Spies. <laughs> Terrence is embarrassed, especially because it's too late to change it, since he already printed the name on the group's merchandise. <laughs> also, Terrence is Jerry's evil twin brother. Oh, oh, wonderful. <laughs> We're keeping that. <laughs> Some of the henchmen include Tim Scam. He's a scam artist. Boogie Gus. He's kind of like Disco Dan, or Disco Dave. You're in a bee's bottom. Who worked as the girl's nanny, enforcing strict rules to keep them under control. Her plan involved marrying Jerry so that she could take over Whoop. I, I don't think that's how it works, Myrna. <laughs> and then there's uh, Helga von Guggen. She was the Corella Deville person. Yeah. Her plan, her second appearance, revolves around creating a new line of clothes that literally crushes people to death. Just cause. Yeah. She's probably the most cackling evil psychopath out there. Anyway, Tim Scam, he actually appeared very early on in uh, season one, like the second episode where he shows up as, uh, what was it, Max Smith and impersonates as like the, he tries to pass himself off as Jerry's replacement because he went into early retirement. In reality, he got knocked out and was put into like some space capsule. <laughs> 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 and was and Tim Scam then tried to like evaporate the world's water with a giant heat absorbing like or water absorbing gun. Yeah, there's a lot of like technology that would be utterly devastating to the world that, like, shows up for an episode and then is never talked about again. Like, again, in season one, there's a, there's an episode that involves time travel and night. There's this dude from our time who is 
descended from like a lineage of kings who got overthrown way back in the day, way back in the Middle Ages. So he somehow finds a way to time travel back to the past, establish himself, and then he's trying to conquer the neighboring kingdom. So he tra- goes to the future to get like people and an energy weapon again that they never explain back in time so that he can use that to conquer his kingdom and also they never name him he's just like the black knight (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) the show is fucking weird um there is an episode with Weera Van who hated that wedding dresses were only worn once by brides and so she decided to ruin high profile weddings by weaponizing them With the teardress page pointing out that this lady has apparently never understood the wedding dress industry and how that's how wedding dresses work. Yeah, and that you can actually reuse wedding dresses. Donate you can shorten them. it and wear it again. Or, you know, donate the dresses to lower income brides. Or some women wear their mom's wedding dresses. But then she doesn't get that money. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow she'll get much more money if she uses her wedding dresses to kill everyone. Yeah, great idea. Now, okay. Alex might be the... Or, not Alex. Clover might be the ditz of the group. But she's often the one who points out just how dumb all of these villains' plans are. (laughs) She's got street smarts. Yes. She can just destroy the logic of an entire plan in about five seconds. So we, we'd have Sam as the overthinker and Alex as the underthinker. <laughs> and Clover is just like, dudes, it's easy. <laughs> this person is wacko and they need to be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do need to somehow find a way to keep the scene where Clover bounces a laser between two mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Which that's is, not how if science If you don't works. know anything about the show, you know that gif. Yeah. <laughs> Bounces off the laser until the, it it becomes two lasers, apparently. Listen, light is weird. <laughs> they say lasers don't work like that, but are you sure? How do lasers work? We just don't know. <laughs> I I am pretty sure that physics is very different in that world anyway, so. That's probably how. Oh yeah, there's every episode when they're summoned to the Whoop headquarters. It's like in a different hidden trash chute somewhere in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll just be casually walking down the street and I don't know, a mailbox will like expand and eat them and they'll be sent down a chute and land directly in front of Jerry. Like, oh, hello ladies. Thank you for dropping in on Whoop. Spy time. <laughs> yep. yeah again the show is weird and because they have like time travel yeah i'm guessing physics works differently they don't even explain how the physics works it just does god i part of me just wants to scrap this and transform it into a totally spies rewatch podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it maybe work. there's like a hundred and at least 120 episodes, maybe more. Well, when I get back to Regina. Oh. So anyway, 
what I was thinking because I was also rewatching some. There's 156 episodes and a movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, maybe the movie gives the origin story for the girls. Let, let me quickly check. Totally spies. Le film. <laughs> yeah, it is the origin story. Okay. Okay, so movie begins with Sam, Axe, and Clover starting their new lives in Beverly Hills, California. Oh, so they didn't even grow up in Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. I kind of like that, actually, because Beverly Hills is kind of like the go-to example of idiotic American Hollywood excess. Yeah. So all three of them can come from different flavors of, this is preposterous, I guess we're just rolling with it. Yeah. Um, anyways, they're about to cross paths inside a sushi restaurant, and nearby whoop agents purposely cause the giant sushi roll above the entrance to chase after them, uh, setting some nearby animals free in the process. Um, the giant sushi roll, all with the three girls log rolling on top of it, <laughs> chases a baby pig to the street. Uh, they're able to avoid it and save the life of the baby pig, which Alex later adopts and names Oinky. Aww. And then destroy the sushi roll before it causes damage. Uh, after that, they begin their friendship, and we later see them together again at the new school. Uh, they meet the principal and their rivals. Um, Clover offers them a change of clothes after Mandy sprays them with a chai machine. Uh, but then they find themselves sucked th- in through a locker and into one of the offices of Whoop! Here they meet Jerry and fellow Whoop! Agent Tad. Uh, I've never seen Tad in the show, so I feel like I know who's going to be the villain. Yeah. Uh, Jerry reveals that Whoop! has been... Secretly observing the girls since childhood, uh, showing videos of each of them. That's a little creepy. Uh, but pick them as prime recruits for the organization. Uh, and then they reject the invite, uh, but they're forced into training after each having traumatic experiences that seemingly relate to whoop! That's the only <laughs> way I can pronounce that, by the way. <laughs> they agree to go through training and in 48 hours complete it. Wow, that's an express. Yeah. Um, God, I don't want to read the entire summary of the, the movie. Um... There's a person named Fabu. Okay. There's a Sphinx. <laughs> a live Sphinx. A live Sphinx. A live Sphinx. Then um, again, they did a, a crossover with Martin Mystery at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. It was only Martin. Like, for whatever reason, Jabba and Diana weren't there. But, like, yeah. Uh, wait, what's, what's the organization that Martin works for? The Center. So maybe the Center... Is, or maybe Whoop is an offshoot of the center. Okay. So, like... Maybe Jerry was, like... It's very important that we deal with all the supernatural stuff, obviously. But there are human-based uh, threats as well. And we need specialists to focus on those. Yeah. Yeah, then that could explain, like, sharing technology and just the weird stuff in the world happening. Because the center, like, it makes sense that they have, like... Portal technology mm-hmm. and do the whole time travel thing and why they're actual sphinxes. And then, hey, we can do a Martin Mystery comic as well. Yeah. Have some connection between. Oh, what was the school that Martin and Diana went to? Torrington Academy over in Sherbrooke, Kenne- Quebec. <laughs> and. Uh, Beverly Hills High. I'm just trying to, because there was Totally Spies and Amazing Spies and Martin Mystery. Mm-hmm. And then Team Galaxy was like the only other one that kind of crossed over with that same animation style from Marathon Entertainment. Okay. As far as I can tell or remember. A- aesthetically, it's similar to Witch. Yeah. Which I've never even seen. Oh, you kind of missed out. Witch was good. Yeah. It was also like that early to mid-2000s anime-esque aesthetic that was really yeah. popular, like well, and it was another uh, French-American co-production 
based yeah. on something with, of Italian origin. <laughs> so international. See, which it feels like it was just there and all of a sudden gone. And so I'm surprised that so many people I know like have heard of Witch and especially all the girls like were big fans of it. Well, it actually didn't really go away because there's like a book series too and um, they brought over the graphic novels. Yeah. Because Disney owns it. Okay, yeah. It just, it seemed like it went directly under the radar. Okay. And you can't, you can't blame it on me being allegedly a guy back then, because <laughs> I was usually into all the girly stuff too. Like, oh yeah, Sailor Moon, Card Captors, Powerpuff, all of it. Gimme. Yeah. So, anyway, I think like, aside from turning this into a comic book, the biggest thing is to actually give it like an overarching plot. And what I was thinking was doing... Like, having Lamos be... <laughs> God, that is a terrible name. <laughs> having them be, like, the main bad guy, but kind of in the shadows. They don't really show up until... It's gotta be a couple dozen issues in. I don't know, what What do you think? Because, like... I think... Since we kind of... <laughs> we can do it as, like, a pastiche... Okay, hang on. I have to remember, we're doing it in comic book style. Yeah. So, the first issue... We can, ha- we can start with Giant Size Totally Spies, number one. Yeah. <laughs> where like Jerry is observing Alex and Clover and then he observes Mandy and he's like okay maybe not Mandy and then he <laughs> observes Sam like okay that's the three and then he offers them the chance to become the spies yeah um we could eat we could do it as still do it as an extended prequel where the first arc is them being trained yeah because the movie's just like eh, 48 hours and now they're spies <laughs> yeah fine. no the This'll take a bit longer. I know. Could you have fit your entire boot camp experience into 48 hours? I wish, but no, it took about nine weeks. But if you cut out all the, like, the extraneous stuff, like breaks and sleeping and eating. (laughs) No, I would say it's about a month. So, yeah, the basic training is, say, about mm, three weeks or so. It's mostly spycraft. Yeah, and their like even their first villain. Oh, um, their first villain could be t- what was his name? T- t- scam Tim Scam. Tim Scam, yeah. Uh, but Tim Scam because he started off as a thief. But, well, he could. I was thinking he could start off as uh, pretending to be a whoop agent. Yeah, and then he he like he's their training supervisor, but he's trying to like undermine them the whole time. And, like, even when the girls notice, they could just pass it off as, oh, it's fucking misogyny again. We'll yeah. electrocute him once we get access to that tech. Yeah. And then it turns out that, no, it wasn't misogyny. He's just evil. And they're like, oh, good. Wait, no, that's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kick his ass. Yeah. We would have kicked his ass anyways, but now Jerry can't be mad at us for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next couple dozen issues would be just like probably mission of the month if we're going by usual comic book stuff monthly issues yeah but we're quietly building up uh terry and lamos i don't know maybe he insists on calling it lamos or something (laughs) um uh, if, if we we could try and think of a better name for them yeah yeah maybe what was Blofeld's organization called? Spectre. Spectre, yeah. Um, what if it was still dumb, but like whoop level of dumb? 
The sort of name that a 13-year-old angry boy would come up with. The, hmm. It doesn't have to be an acronym. It doesn't have to be a real word. I'm just trying to think of something that sounds dumb still. (laughs) But on a a different kind of dumb than Lamos. (laughs) The operators of human fear. Oof. (laughs) Still insists on calling it uh, UOF. Oh, under... The underground operations of inspiring fear. Yoif? <sighs> what if they just have a different acronym every time they appear? Yeah, because I was thinking of something sinister, but like sinister to, like, again, an angry 13 year old boy. Dark. <laughs> Destruction and revenge crew. <laughs> but oh, the, crew with a K. The- the dis- the destructive uh, association of re- the destructive associates the destructive association of revenge and h- human cr- cr- calamity crisis chaos yeah there we go <laughs> with a K no with a C with a C dark is already spelled with a K okay. <laughs> so with a C, so it's even more stupid. D A R H C. And then we can get a Rob Liefeld joke in there. Is Jerry short for Gerants? <laughs> I think it's short for Gerald. It's funnier for short for Gerants. Gerants and Cherants. Oh God. <laughs> That's something an LA mom would do, not a British mom would do. Oh my God, I'm. I'm surprised Terry wasn't named, like, Reginald. <laughs> Gerald and Reginald. What if Jerry's not even British, and he just fakes the accent to sound more important? <laughs> <laughs> what if this whole series was smarter, but in an e- even more stupid way? <laughs> Written by us? <laughs> yes. No, I think most of the dumbness would just be, like, the slapstick humor. Because I want to keep this light and fun, but allow ourselves those dark moments, like in, again, Teen Titans. Uh, there is, a there are several video games for this, I just found out. Oh. Including a party game for the PS2. Okay. Which I'm gonna look up a YouTube video of this right now. (laughs) Totally spies. Totally party. The girls aren't even color-coded right. Alex is wearing pink. Oh, that's weird. She's just she's wearing a darker shade of pink than Clover. Huh. So, I'm on the wild mask guessing page for Totally Spies, and like oh the second guess is the girls and some of the villains are vestiges of an old failed super soldier program. <laughs> it's no secret that the girls have a special gene that makes them more adapt to agents uh, for whoop than the average person but if you'll notice none of their gadgets seem substantially more advanced technologically speaking than the kind of consumer products you can buy or even build here you'll also notice that few if any of the villains the spies in quotation marks are sent to defeat have 
political aspirations in mind. All of them are following some wild, nonsensical pipe dream for little more than some personal fulfillment. Exhibit number number three is the apparent obsolescence of war. James Bond always had to diffuse evil schemes that would result in explosive international incidents. The girls have never needed to bother with such consequences. Now, here's the juicy bit. We can deduce, then, that the series is set a long time in the aftermath of an attempted world war to end all wars, using super soldiers. It was discovered, however, that although these soldiers were incredibly adept at strategic thinking and handling tech and weaponry, a large percentage of them were prone to long bouts of insanity and extremely skewed prioritizing. How else do you explain a maniac who wants to physically destroy the Earth because his pants fell off in public once? Or when he wanted to brainwash the entire world because they don't appreciate his performance art enough. God, okay. That's a little too ridiculous. In light of the huge threat, entire armies of these people represent all world governments had to unite into a world order of human protection whoop to keep these people safe. Decades later, their goal is to <laughs> is to isolate all descendants of the super soldiers who carried the defective gene for the rest from the rest of the citizenry with the aid of those who turned out right. This also explains why Sam, Alex, and Clover require no training and why everyone they ever fight can hold their own against them, at least for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a bit too much, but I do like the idea that there was a super soldier program at out there and we could just tie that into some of the darker aspects of whoop yeah (laughs) (laughs) and expand that over to the center too i do love the phrase that they have no (laughs) political machinations and are just following a bizarre pipe dream (laughs) (laughs) the villain who wanted to brainwash people because he didn't appreciate his performance art (laughs) (laughs) i kind of want to get a see if i can get a hold of this totally spies game (laughs) Totally Spies Party Game. It looks very average. Okay. Oh, apparently you can choose everyone's outfits. Okay. So. Oh, this has boss battles. (laughs) The party game has boss battles. Oh. Mind you, I guess Mario Party 8 had a boss battle too, but it was like really easy. (laughs) Okay. Like when I was kind of like prepping some of my notes for Totally Spies, I had in mind like... Jerry and Terry have, like, this dark secret rivalry and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Do we want to keep it, like, super light or can we dip into... I think this whole thing has to stay pretty lighthearted. Like, even if it's serious stuff, it needs to be lighthearted. Okay. Because stuff gets ridiculous. So we're just going to be, like, I don't know, Silver Age comic stuff? Yeah. The, oh yeah, you're. You know what? You say that, and like, yeah, this show has a very big Silver Age, yeah, vibe. Well, they're drawing a lot from like sixty. What spy the hell? There's a and... dog hurling competition. <laughs> what the hell? What? One of the mini games is you have a dog and you whip it around your head by its leash and you chuck it like hammer toss. And then you see how far you can throw it, and when it lands, it explodes. That's fucking insane. Is this something from the show? I hope not. 
<laughs> the look on your face, the absolute horror at that. Oh, it's a robot dog. How about we not do that at all? Yeah. Let's just pretend that one never happened. Built the perfect dog to enter and win the contest and program the pup to take out all the competition. The, the plot starts in this episode when fam several famous show dogs have vanished across the globe. In a subplot, Alex disguises Oinky as a dog in order to keep him at the, the, the dog contest. Okay. Anyway, going back to Silver Age comics, um, can we going just, like... back, we never left. Yeah. Can we just, like, build the mythology, like, pretty much by the seat of our pants? Yes. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to go into space. Do they ever go into space in the show? I'm sure they have. Yeah, they did. A couple times. Would be cool if, they, if the show had, like, some sort of, you know, homage to Bond songs and all that. <laughs> in an effort to get revenge on the world, Cosmo is used as a high-tech device to remove gravity from Earth. If she cannot go to outer space, she'll bring outer space to Earth. <laughs> Again, everything about this when you actually read it aloud is so dumb. But it would totally fit a Silver Age comic. In the subplot, Alex gets hooked on her daily horoscope to an extreme degree. Yep. The episode is called Astro Not. Oh my god, it is... It's so early 2000s. Like, the Valley Girl shit, the setting, like, OC was super popular at the time. Looks like they did have a grand finale in the revival season, too, called So Totally Versailles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what happened in that one? Okay, so the penultimate episode, well, sort of penultimate, the finale was a two-parter. Um, penultimate episode, Solo Spies, Jerry informs Sam, Clover, and Alex that they're no longer be working as a team, but as solo agents. Huh. But the spies soon realize when they're abducted, brought to a kooky lair along with other sequestered spies, a baddie named Fangirl is to blame. No longer satisfied with collecting action figures from her favorite spy movies, TV shows, and comic books, she has decided to take her fanaticism to a whole new level by accumulating real-life spies to add to her collection. Huh. So, maybe not that whole thing, but I would like the idea of just taking that and kind of rolling with it for a comic book where, like, it starts with them having to be on a solo mission... Maybe it's because Jerry said that, like, hey, you've finished your probationary period or whatever. Now you can do solo missions. Or maybe the girls had a falling out Ooh. and they have to bring their friendship back together. Yes. Drama. And we can do one of one of my favorite tropes, uh, working the same case. Yeah. And it, it's it doesn't matter what case they're working. We're, we've we've discovered the Silver Age powers of the show. So yeah. it can be like Clover is investigating uh sentient evening gowns and <laughs> alex is investigating a woman's soccer team who and then maybe they're all uh, robots and <laughs> and uh sam is investigating uh the the, the moon uh, <laughs> there, there's rabbits on the moon and it's all connected <laughs> Oh, yeah. Speaking of other weird Silver Age stuff, there was something about Sam I just remembered. Where is the character tab? All the women descended from her great-great-great-grandmother on her mother's side of the family, presumably the mother of Sam's mother, mother's maternal grandmother, are descendants of the Sisterhood, an ancient order of warrior women dedicated to the metaphorical eradication of men and the literal eradication of women who are not in the Sisterhood. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. That's not good. Um, <laughs> that good old Silver Age. Is this how feminism works? <laughs> okay. How about for something completely different? Yeah. There is a secret sisterhood out there protecting women from bad situations, and they call themselves the Amazons. And Mom from Martin Mystery is a part of it. Yeah. Oh, um, was it Diana or Diana? Diana. Diana. Diana and Sam could be, like, cousins. Yeah. Because they have similar character models. Mm Mm-hmm. And Martin in his crossover kind of called, kind of pointed out how Sam and Diana have similar personalities. So that's the big crossover between the Martin Mystery comic and the Totally Spies comic <laughs> has them uniting because the the sisterhood. There's like an extremist breakoff group, a bunch of turfs. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or or no uh, no let's uh, well flip reverse that um like the someone is trying to capture the last remains of the sisterhood. Okay. And so, like, it goes from Sam and Diana have to be protected to Sam and Diana are the only hope we have left. Yeah. Because maybe they're, like, uh, the assassins from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're actually protect- protecting something uh, mythological, let's say. I have no idea what the plot of Assassin's Creed is anymore. Yeah, me neither. And I've never played the games, so that's probably a factor. <laughs> There was something involving, like, the apples from the Garden of Eden, or, and world knowledge, and nothing is true, everything's permitted, it, weird pseudo-philosophical stuff. Uh, I understand the motivations of the assassins from the movie Wanted better than I understand the motivations of the assassins from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, no, we could, again, this is part of, like, the mythology that we build in both the <laughs> Totally Spies and Martin Mystery comic. There's, like, ancient, there's really weird ancient stuff going on. Like, it's not in the foreground, but it's, it comes up. Ooh, we could also have a vampire issue. Because oh, Dracula's just... <laughs> public domain. Or... Everyone can have a vampire issue. I just realized that I still had the the video game gameplay playing in the background. They're back at the dog hurling competition. Oh, okay. Why? It's so weird. It's, it's they just so like, bizarre. Were they just like filling up space? They needed mini games based on the shows. And I guess dress up can only go so far. <laughs> and when... <laughs> Whenever the character finishes a minigame. Oh, they're also, they're not played simultaneously. It's like one character goes, then the next character goes. Huh, turn base. Okay. And whenever they finish playing their turn of the minigame, it just says, it's over! (sighs) This is so weird. Oh, they all got five stars on the dog hurling competition, though. Oh, okay. (laughs) Somebody set us up the dog. Anyway... Uh, how long have we been going? Almost this an is, hour. This feels like an hour's worth of filler. Because <laughs> the show is just like that. Yeah, sorry guys. Let's, no, it's fine. Because I like how we went from, let's try and have some kind of overarching plot to, this cannot have an overarching plot whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, basically. We're just going to silver age our way through this. <laughs> this cannot have any continuity <laughs> or sense. <laughs> basically what i want to happen to a fan is trying to explain the plot to someone who has never heard of this 
and just see what reaction they get. Actually, in the in the highly unlikely event that we don't make this, <laughs> a good substitute would be the revival of the Josie and the Pussycats comic. Okay. Because that was also neck deep in Silver Age weirdness. Because it went from their first gig, which had them stop in an animal smuggling ring where he hid them in, like, subwoofers. Okay. And they did fight him off with a t-shirt cannon. Um, cool. And then eventually by the last plot, there was a giant robot that kidnapped the Archies and someone had an ice palace. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, y- yeah. <laughs> totally spies. It's... Totally radical, guys. Totally. So, I guess you and me, let's get some uh, no fat, no whip lattes, and we'll have a an ad break, like, right here. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts. Wait, Lindsay, I just remembered. Yeah. I don't like coffee. <laughs> oh, no. Here you can have mine. Okay. You inject that shit directly into your veins. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I need like five of these to wake up in the morning. Uh, I wonder if there is ever an episode about coffee or caffeine. Let me quickly check. Uh, evil coffee shop much? Wow, um, there's a lot of episodes that end in just much, question mark. Well, it was kind of a thing. Uh, the girls investigate a series of disappearances at Das Coffeehaus, but they are joined by a new whoops by Mandy. Uh, Sam comes across a bubbling coffee bath, but is captured by the owner and made an addicted coffee worker at his factory. Alex, Clover, and Mandy try to rescue her. <laughs> there were 18 episodes that ended in much question mark. <laughs> including mm, the, like, the first five episodes of season three. <laughs> Physics 101 much? Freaky Circus much? Computer creep much? Space much? Evil coffee shop much? Super nerd much? Scam camp much? Evil Gladys much? Super agent much? Evil airlines much? Creepy crawly much? Power yoga much? Head shrinker much? Evil promotion much? Parts one, two, and three. Oh, wow. So... I guess at this point, uh, Tanner, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sparky Upstart, and you can find me on Instagram at Sparky Young Upstart. How about Lindsay? Where Where are you? Where I you can at, be found. Girl? <laughs> I can be found on Twitter at. Um, God, you threw me off. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay M four seven six, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, You're the one who threw me off because you were asking me where I could be found first before I could ask you where you could be found. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Tanner, where can people find this podcast? Uh, this very podcast can be found on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not if I reboot you first. And it's pronounced Nirith much? <laughs> and you can find this very podcast at not if i reboot you first all one word the hashtag is n-i-i-r-y-f and it can be he and it is pronounced chomnarf 
What? <laughs> yeah, that one was weak. <laughs> that was just noises. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we also have a Patreon, where depending on how much you donate, you can get stuff like weekly shoutouts or episodes early, or vote in the People's Choice poll, like this one was, and I'll have a new one up by the time this episode goes out. Um, bonus episodes, which I could have edited this one this week because I had the last one uh, edited early, but instead I decided to do the housekeeping for Pokemon. Okay. Which, to a certain degree, is more important because there's so many numbers. Yeah. So many goddamn numbers. I know. So crunchy. Um, uh, thank you for Charlie for being our main patron. Thank you. Seer cool. Seer, Seer totally a spy. <laughs> um, and we also have an email not if I ever you first at gmail.com you can send us your comments or criticisms your critiques and what color your spy cat suit would be if you'd like to be a guest you can send us a message there or through twitter give us a hint on like like you do but don't tell us the whole thing because we love being surprised our theme music is the metamorphosis instrumental by Osiris Saline, courtesy of the free music archive our cover art is out by Alex aka Pachu and her work can be found on www.ptchew.com Tanner what are we going to do next week next week <laughs> next squeak <laughs> <laughs> uh next week maybe there's a shark in the water but whatever it takes i know we can make it through uh, we'll see you next week, uh, but not if we reboot you first. Bye! The show had time travel and never explained it. Good! <laughs> we, we cannot explain shit! No, no.